Welcome on back to another fine episode of Points and Doinks. Travis here as always. Cheese on the other side of this Zoom call as me. Cheese, my friend. How are you doing? You know, Travis, can't complain too much. I'm doing okay. A little, little hectic these last couple hours, but I'm doing just fine. Unfortunately, fantasy football-wise, not doing so great. Yeah, you want to um, – would you like to divulge the people? Well, as you guys know, we uh, play in the CTE League, very uh, high-scoring type of game. And uh, me and Travis faced off. Dominic and Tyler also faced off. So it was a little trapped out of curveballs and chair shots bowl. And uh, we over here at CCS did not do so well. We got our absolute asses clapped. Travis has pretty much, and we make a joke on the podcast, he has the entire Packers offense. No Aaron Jones. Didn't matter. Nope, did not matter at all. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers, as we talk about, if you have a great quarterback and if they go off, it's pretty much unbeatable. Travis had da- uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I had Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb. And that was pretty much the difference. Yeah, you yeah you got screwed on on that. I mean, they would have they would have had to go off, but you know, that's what you expect. You know, that's what that's how the fucking cookie crumbles. And it didn't even matter if I played, um, if I played uh, Aaron uh, Rodgers or not, because I had fucking two on the bench too, and he did fucking great. So both of my quarterbacks would have still beat you, but you know, it is what it is. It feels nice to topple top of the first place team and i was actually looking at the uh, roster i had a little bit of extra or not the roster the standings and i think i'm making a um i'm gonna make a, a one uh be able to jump a spot here into a good place and be right behind a compad or my compadre ty gundy so i'm coming after that ass i wonder when i play him if i play him again or not but should be fun well, we I'm, talk about the I'm, Green I'm Bay glad, thing. I'm glad I didn't do a bet because I was kind of feeling myself last week and I was almost going to do it. almost going to do like a Johnny Roca thing. Thank God I did not do that. But we will have a bet. I believe we'll have a bet uh, coming up in the show because I think Tyler has to sing because he lost to Johnny Roca in the other league. Yeah, is he going to pay that out on here? Is that how that's working? I have no idea. We'll figure it yeah. out. Who knows? Who Tyler knows? doesn't tell we'll, me anything. We'll figure it out. But you know what? While we got on the subject, let's go to him right now and you guys will figure it out and then We'll come back and act like we know what happened. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Commissioner's Corner. Of course, the Commissioner himself, J-Ro, is here. How you doing today, J-Ro? Hey, hey. I'm doing fabulous, man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. Recording on Wednesday, so the uh, other half of the crew has already recorded their part. So we, we get a little bit if there's any late-breaking news or anything like that. We... We're the men for the job on that front. But other than that, how's uh how'd your fantasy week go last week? I went two and two, so did good, but uh all four no no, yeah, all four leagues I did uh put a wager on. So uh I won two, I lost two. So but good. How how did your teams do? Uh I mean I was I was unfortunately a victim of of one of Johnny Roca's uh whipping one of his lashings one of his beatings you know i got i got absolutely crushed by you this week and then uh and the other league uh, it was looking bleak until till that sunday night game i had justin herbert and very high scoring qb league yes so he put yes. up he put up some big numbers i ended up beating beating dominic, dominic from curve balls and chair shots i beat him by about Ooh. 30 so nice. So you were yeah. so you, you were down by what 30, I, 40 points? I was down, I think about 
30 or something like that because Herbert ended up putting up like 70 points in that league. So I was down a good bit, about 30 or 40. And, and you know, on, on the ESPN leagues, it shows you win probability of who's going to win. And at one point he was at like a 97% chance. Yikes. And then, wow. and then uh, I think by the time the Sunday start Sunday night game started, I was at, it was like a 75% chance he was going to beat me. And then history wrote itself. So wonderful. Sure, Congratulations. <clears throat> and I'm sure they talked about the other guys talked about it, but cheese and Travis played each other in that same league and Travis ended up beating cheese. So uh trapdoor to hell got, got the on that one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good job. Love, to, love, to, see, love to see that. Um, but speaking of wagers, that's going to be the topic of this week's commissioner's corner. I think we, I don't know if we talked about it on air last week, but starting to run out of some commissioner centered questions. So yeah. we're just kind of going to open it up to a more broader sense of the term and, sure. and we get we get a commissioner's point of view because you know as they say the commissioner sees all knows all so mm-hmm. they get they get to see a little bit more of the side bets and the and the uh fun wagers that go on so without further ado johnny roca you got any fun wagers that you've done or that you've seen anything anything of that sort yeah so <clears throat> of course traditionally people like to bet some money so, you know, you bet a 20 or a 10 here and there. Some guys will go as high as $50. I'm waiting on on uh, my buddy, Renee, uh, who's a big listener of the show. I'm waiting to, on him to see if he wants to do a $50 bet on our Oof. matchup this week. So, you know, it's just a build up a high, a highly anticipated game that's got to have a high amount of money at stake. So, um, but I've seen guys, uh, uh, you know, make bets with each other. Uh, the loser has to uh, buy the, the winner lunch. Um, I've... Uh, I've had to buy Starbucks for a couple of my coworkers. Uh, we'll bet an energy drink. Um, my neighborhood league, uh, I've seen two guys talk about the winner is going, or no, the loser has to wash the winner's car oh, wow. at his house. Um, I've tried to ask for a day off at work whenever I uh, played a supervisor. That hasn't <laughs> gone through yet. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's something I want to try. That's um, now, I do I have... Speaking of bosses, I did beat my boss in my work league a couple weeks back. So I just had him. I couldn't get a day off. I mean, but obviously, but I had him change his logo. Um, He's a Rams fan. So I had him change it to the division uh, uh, leader at the time, which is the Arizona Cardinals. So he had to do that for a week. Um, And then I lost to to, uh, someone last week and I had to change my name for one week and had to rename my team casper's bitch so so basically if me and you made the similar bet my team name would have been tyler's bitch for a whole yep. week that, yep. that, that wasn't cool it was kind of funny at first but i got tired of looking at it <laughs> yeah when you, go to, embarrassing. you go to check the lineup and it's like oh shit it's a constant reminder or whoever you're yeah. playing that week is like oh, i gotta play casper's bitch this week huh mm-hmm. oh and that's then- tough and then, and then I'll kind of overlook my team for a second. I go, oh, wait, that's not my team. Wait a second. It is my team. Damn it. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Just things like that. And then of course we did the nasty drink with uh, your brother last week. Yep. And that was disgusting, bro. Um, I, <laughs> I gotta say, I watched the video <laughs> and I was like, oh, this has got to be, this is going to be disgusting. But at the same time, I had the same kind of thought as him as like, I kind of want to try it just to, <laughs> just to like know what Johnny Roca went through for this. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a uh, very, very uh, sympathetic of you guys, but I'm sure you had the curiosities there. It wasn't good, you guys. Uh, for those who did not see the video, or for, and for those who did, I mean, I took down that drink, and it, I took that first sip was okay. I was okay. This isn't too bad. 
It reminded me when I was a kid, I used to drink Coca-Cola mixed with milk. Oh, and it didn't taste bad. It tasted kind of like a nice coffee slash. Um, I can't really describe it, but it's not bad. Anyways, okay, I'm like, okay Mountain Dew in, in milk. Okay, I can do that. Mm-mm. It was so disgusting. And then, I mean, you saw the video. I took down that first sip. Okay, I can do this. Yeah. And as I started taking the second, second sip, the, <clears throat> the nausea just hit the back of my throat. And I was like, you started hacking and yakking while <laughs> at the end of that video. And then it just cut off. And I was like, did yeah. he th-? so so for the people <laughs> out there wondering, did you throw up after the drink? I, I, I went, I kind of like spit it out okay. and I did a dry heave. So I did one of those, but nothing yeah. came out and okay. I made sure that this was well after dinner because I knew if I had something in my stomach, dude, like for sure it was coming oh, that, out. I was going to say, if you had something in the stomach, you that was going to be all over. But right. I love, I love <clears> the <throat> commitment to where you got in a few dry heaves in the video too, to, to let the people know just how bad it was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hope you, hope you guys got a. A great idea of how bad it was and yes. uh and i hope everyone got a good laugh out of that because oh, i every time i watched it me and my son were just dying laughing dude just that <laughs> you know it was bad so well anyways you know i lost yep and, and speaking of good laughs and and bets another one that you didn't get to mention yet is is singing songs which you did last year and me and you put the wager down of of loser has to sing a song um either on the podcast or on live course i chose to do it on live uh i ended up losing this week as the people know last last year you did it with cheese i did on one of the first few episodes of points and doings yes and uh yeah we did i had to sing um yeah Yeah. so uh this this time around johnny roca gave me some options so johnny roca if you'd like to run through those options of what songs yes so um if tyler were to lose he had to choose his choice of uh, either short dick man uh i'm in love with a stripper the fox song the one that what does the fox say and then um i feel pretty uh, from west side story so yes, yes sir so what, what what song did you choose sir i was getting uh, uh, we put the we put it out there on facebook or you put it out there on facebook to get mm-hmm. some suggestions a lot of people wanted to hear me sing short dick man um, they did Travis came up to me. He's like, you got to do what does the Fox say? It'll be fucking mm-hmm. hysterical. Yeah. Um, I thought about, I feel pretty West side story. The, the new yeah. remake comes out uh, in a few weeks, but I got to give the people what they want. They wanted short dick man. Oh, yes. I'll do the short dick man for them. Yes. Um, the people have spoken. The people have spoken. I'm a man of the people. Yes, so sir. Hopefully this doesn't get taken down. I'm gonna, you know, obviously we don't own the rights to this song or whatever, but it's not going up on YouTube. It's just, you know, Spotify and shit like that. It should be fine. So cool. and, I, and 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 if you're gonna do this right now, man, and I know everyone at home is wondering, is he gonna sing this right now? Yes, he is. Um, I, I know exactly where I want to cut you off. So you're not gonna have okay. to do the whole song. Oh, right? thank so. God. I was like, because I'm <clears> looking at this, I'm staring it down. I'm like, this is a four and a half minute song. This yeah. is I mean, it's a lot of repetitiveness, but I, I was I, all right. Let's that's let's... gonna be the fun part of it. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. So without further ado, and hopefully. I, I saw that I could I could go in and edit this. I'm gonna try and like cut this to where I could post it out there. We'll see Beautiful. how well that ends up going. I hope so. Probably won't get out there till tonight. But for mm-hmm. those of you out there who are waiting for it and don't want to wait that long, 
come listen to the podcast. Come find it on uh, on right. points and doings, and at the same time, get some good fantasy advice. Absolutely. So, without further ado, Twenty Fingers featuring uh, Gillette, featuring Tyler, featuring Tyler G, baby, the short dick man. I hope people get out there can hear it. You can hear it. All right, it's a long intro too. Yeah, it is. They even have it on the screen. It's like lyrics at this part. <laughs> And I can't remember who said to do it in tidy whities I don't have tidy whitey, so I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a boxer guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Boxer briefs all day long. Yes, sir. Come on. It is a long intro. Oh my it's god. It's a long fucking intro. <laughs> when I picked it this morning, I was like, oh my god, this is long. But Tyler's getting into it. He's moving. He's moving. All right, here we go. No short dick, man. <laughs> Don't want no short dick, man. Don't want no short dick, man. Oh, Tyler. Don't want no short dick, man. Freaking damn. Don't, 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 don't want no, 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 don't, don't want, don't want, don't, don't want no short dick, man this fucking thing. Do you need some fucking tweezers? <laughs> oh yeah. That has got to be the smallest dick I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> eeny weeny teeny weeny shriveled little short dick man. Don't, 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 don't want no. Eeny weeny teeny weeny shriveled little short dick man. Yeah. Don't 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 want no don't. Everyone's at everyone at home is singing along. No short dick man. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Don't want no short dick man. Don't want no short dick man. Don't want no short dick man. All right. I will cut it right there, man. Very, very, very good job. Oh man, what it's a IG in the house. What a, what a fucking fun song. When I seen the oh, suggestions, man. I was like, "This is gonna be fun." I couldn't wait. Your suggestions were great. I liked my. I oh man, this was this was fun. Everybody wanted me to sing um, "A Thousand Miles." Oh, when, perfect. When, when we put it out there, everyone was like, "Dude, you got to do Thousand Miles. We got to see this." And it was so funny because. The day you you threw me that wager that night or whatever, the day at work, I got the idea because they were blaring it through the warehouse. They had the big oh, wow. were playing it, nice. and I and and me being the inner whiteness in me came out, yeah. and I was just like going to town, singing at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Everybody was cheering, and I was like, "This nice, is fucking!" Dude. I was like, "This is fucking hysterical!" And then you nice. threw out the challenge, and I was like, "Oh, that's instantly definitely going to be one nice. of the songs." Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone loved that. Uh, the the songs you put out there, my wife had a good laugh at it too. But uh, Thousand Miles was a good one, and I even that day after we proposed the bet on the way to work, I just threw it on and started jamming to it. Oh, it's okay. I think I can sing this exactly. It's one of those where it's just like you got to jam out to it. Yeah, yeah it's not a bad happened. song. It's not a bad song, but it wouldn't wouldn't have been fun to sing though. I would have been it would be kind of a little embarrassing. So. <laughs> but everyone was like, "Oh, if you do it, you got to sing it like the chick. You got to put the high pitched voice in everything." Oh, you got to so you like, got to oh, go. Man. You got to really go for it. Yeah, future bet maybe though, man. Future Possibly. bet, karaoke I, bowl, man, karaoke bowl. I I have tend to notice that I I think I'm like zero and three against you on our bet on our bet days. I, I don't think I've yeah. won a single bet against you when we bet on fantasy yeah, football. Yeah. So. 
but uh, you know what? I still love I love it too much to to stop. So love it, man. It'll love just it. keep love happening. Yeah. Um, but moving forward, I you know I've noticed the past few weeks that I've been giving out some guys for for you know who to start, who to sit. And it has been just atrocious for the guys that I choose. So I'm just going to, fu- I'm going to butt out Johnny Roca. <laughs> you got, you got some startups and sit I'll talk about that, but I can't give any more players out. Cause it just, it, it was, it was bad this past week. It, it's all tough call, man. But I, I, but I will have to say on myself once again, Adrian Peterson, of course, we, we heard about what happened with him. He, he got waived. Right. So yep. For three weeks straight, I was like, he's going to do it this week. No, okay, no, he's going to do it this week. No, no, I promise. Third time's a charm. He's going to get it this week. Obviously, he never got it done and evidently never will. So I apologize to anyone out there who gave him a shot, thanks to me. So we're not experts here, right? No, we we are not. But at the same time, I would have thought they went out of their way to sign Adrian Peterson to bring him in. You know, they, they talked about how he stayed game ready and, and how he's, mm-hmm. you know, he still feels good. I would have thought they would have gave him a little bit of, of an effort, but they didn't yeah. really give him nothing. So, yeah, well, before I get to my starters, I'm sitting my just to end up with the Adrian Peterson conversation here. I'm going to keep I'm going to hold on to him. I have him in two of my leagues. I'm going to hang on to him in one of my leagues just yeah. in case someone decides to pick him up elsewhere. I mean, he is football ready and he yep. is Adrian Peterson. And so and much injury, older Adrian Peterson, but you know, injuries sadly happen in the league and at a <laughs> given moment, you could lose a top guy and, and you need AP to come in a, a, yeah. all day, you know, yeah. you need him to come in and save the day. So, yeah. So I'll hang on to him for a couple of weeks, see what happens. If not, you know, I'm, I'm just, just yeah. getting ready for the playoffs, man. So, okay. So my stardoms this week, you guys, I got Jimmy G or Kirk cousins, uh, that game, they're playing each other. That's going to be a shootout. Uh, for both teams so i say you can't go wrong with either of those guys and both are uh, warming up and they both got great targets to throw to uh saquon barkley i think this will be his coming out game against philadelphia um, we're gonna see the reemergence of saquon so look out for that and then out in chicago they're going to detroit this uh um, tomorrow thursday for thanksgiving uh daryl mooney will be the number one target um so i would definitely start him if you got him uh, the Panthers defense at Miami, uh, this is going to be, uh, uh, you know, a get right game for the Panthers defense. <clears throat> and for my tight ends, I got Dawson Knox um, with Buffalo. He will be the answer to New Orleans stingy secondary. So um, on my sit I got sit Matt Ice, uh, Matty Ice, uh, Matt Ryan at Jacksonville. Even though Jacksonville's a, a favorable matchup for offenses, it, I just don't see it happening for him down in Jacksonville. And my running backs, um, all Bills and any Titan running backs. Do not start them. Uh, the New York Giants receivers and tight ends, I would not start any of those guys. If if you have the convenience to do so, do not. And then finally, Tampa Bay's defense, I would bench them this week um, at Indianapolis. I just don't expect big things from Tampa Bay's defense. So yeah. um, they're going to have their hands full with that, with that running back. So I, w- I was going to say, after seeing Indianapolis mm-hmm. – absolutely just demolish the Buffalo Bills defense. It's, it's hard to, to play any defense against Indy right now. That offense is just yeah. rolling. Um, I do like Mooney uh, going against uh, with Andy Dalton at, at, at the helm this week. Um, I know they have a, they have a good connection. They had a good connection sure. going when uh, Justin Fields got knocked out of the game last week, but I, I like it. I like it. Johnny yes, Roca. It sounds good, man. Um. Yeah, for anybody out there, 
don't forget Thanksgiving. We have three games. So if you got players playing, make sure they're in the uh, appropriate spots that they need to be. Watch the uh, watch the injury reports being short. We you know six teams. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, six teams on short weeks. You know a lot of the practices are going to be quick. So make sure you keep an eye on that. And other than that, I mean, I don't think there's very much else to say. You got anything else for the people out there? No, I mean, there's always going to be that one fantasy owner out there uh, who is going to forget to start one of their Thanksgiving guys. So don't be that guy. Uh, um, and also, yeah, just good luck to everybody. Uh, oh, yeah, if you can, uh, I know this is kind of a cardinal rule, but there's some guys who don't know. Uh, if you have any Thanksgiving players, don't start them in the flex spot. You know, that's the setup for uh, for <laughs> setup for failure. You want to start them in your normal spots because you want to save those flex spots for possible injuries and any changes that you may need to make. So. Yep. And, and I know there's a lot, we've been, we've gotten questions from people that are uh, first time players and stuff like that. And that, that mm-hmm. is very key advice for not just, I mean, not just Thanksgiving days, but, Thursday night games, Monday night games and stuff like that. You want to, you know, you want to save those Thursday night games, put them in, put them in your wide receiver and your running back in your tight end spot. And then maybe your Monday night games, you want to put in your flex just because you have that flexibility a little bit, you know, if you do, Mm -hmm. if, if you do exactly. So a little, little bit of good advice from, from J row. Other than that. Oh, personal experience even though the detroit lions are starting a backup quarterback if you have any of their key guys still play them i made that mistake nice last year or the day or the year before i can't remember when when david blau was their starting quarterback oh, on thanksgiving david day. Blau, wow. you remember that yeah i do um, i do wow. I, I had kenny galladay my team was named after galladay that year but i oh, saw, that right? i saw a third it was it, my team name was it's the galladay season Nice. Good time for the winter time. Um, I like that. uh, Yeah. So what happened in the game? Their third string quarterback, I decided, ah, you know, Kenny Galladay, I I don't like it. I don't like it. Kenny Galladay went off for about 210 yards and a couple touchdowns. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, uh, this was the high safe haven for that third quarterback, huh? Exactly. uh, I think it was within the first few plays. He had hit him for like a 75-yard touchdown, and I was like, oh, this is going to suck, isn't it? And it just kept nice. going and going and going. And I was, and I'm just watching him rack up the points on the bench. And yeah, that, that, that threw a hamper in my, uh, or threw a damper on my Thanksgiving day, but that's all right. We get to spend the day watching football with our family. So it's, it's a great time. Absolutely. I love it, man. Yeah, I know what I'm doing right after we record this, man. I'm going to go we'll see what's up in that free agent market right now with those Detroit receivers, man. I like the advice, man. Yes, sir. But uh, all right, everybody, we're going to either again, no clue where they put this. They could put this anywhere. So either throwing it back over to the boys, uh, Travis and cheese, or this is the last, this is the end of uh, points and doinks. And thank you guys for listening. And we will see you again next week. Bye guys. All right. And we're back, man. The lovely sounds, the, the, the soothing voice of Ty Gundy singing insert song name here. You're on mute. They're always up to date <laughs> on the latest trends. Um, definitely did not record this, you know, the day after we're recording this. Last time that happened, Aaron Rodgers got COVID, Michael Thomas out for the season. So hopefully nothing like that happens tomorrow morning. But with our luck, that'll probably happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get there'll be some big news that breaks tomorrow morning and 
we'll look like idiots and they'll look like geniuses. But just keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. Um, real, real quick, I wanted to talk about something funny off the top. It pertains to fantasy football. So I'm not just – it's not one of my rambles. But um, I hosted a, br- a brunch at my house – at my new apartment, excuse me. Um, and my Uncle Mike came over and he did – one of the funniest things that he always does when he comes around on football Sundays or whatnot, we were watching the red, we had the red zone channel on, we were watching and like, this is, I think right as Jonathan Taylor is scoring his fourth touchdown, he mentions, damn, man, that guy's, that guy's really good. (laughs) That guy's really good. I was eyeing him this year, but I didn't go after him, but next year, believe me. And I was like, I'm thinking to myself, and then and then he did he did like the same thing a second time, literally, as the Jets are playing. What, what's the wide receiver's name? Elijah, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is going off, and he's like, I've been keeping my eye on him. Next year, I guarantee he's going to shoot up. And I'm like, you can't just say that when in the middle of the like right after these guys are having great games. That's what everybody does. That's why we have to project things and you have to take shots. Like he, he always does this whenever we talk about sports. I think it's a fucking hilarious thing. And I'm sure at least somebody, out, you know, more than one person out there has that, has that friend or family member that they know who, who, t- who tries to have takes like that. It's just, it's just a funny encounter. Yeah. Why, why do you guys not draft all the good players? That's why your team is so bad. <laughs> Exactly. It's a fucking hilarious thing. Um, one of the things I want to just touch on overall that happened this week that we mentioned, because we talked about Cam Newton's return and we talked about the upside in, um, in quarterbacks that can rush the ball. We've seen where it hurt people with the Lamar Jackson thing and him, uh, him um, being sick this week, which I think he has Crohn's disease. But um, then you get like Jalen Hurts, Cam Newton, Scored a touchdown. Tyrod Taylor scored a couple touchdowns. I think two of them might have had a rushing one. I'm not. I'm not 100 on that, but um, it it shows. And I think we were talking about it, but like this week in particular, really showed the upside of having somebody and starting somebody who has that rushing TD potential against somebody who doesn't because we had like a poor performance from Josh Allen. Um, Russell Wilson didn't have a great performance. I know he's athletic and he will run the ball, but. He doesn't really rush around the uh, the red zone or anything like that. So I thought it was just an interesting thing. And I wanted to get your uh, opinion on it. I mean, rushing, especially for quarterbacks, always is just an added value. That's why Lamar Jackson is still the number one quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he is, you know, you can take him or leave him, I think, when it comes to like real football. But in fantasy football-wise, he had a big game last week, and it really comes down to his legs. And it's just, it all obviously depends on how your team, how your fantasy league is scoring. But normally if a, you know, one yard rushing is a lot more valuable than one yard passing. So it's just, you know, it's just numbers and uh, it's, and it's also an evolving way. Cause usually it, that, you know, you had Michael Vick and that was it, but now we're having like almost half the league have a very athletic run capable quarterback. Yeah. I, I think it's really key. Uh, uh, like, hmm. If you're going to get one of these true, you know, pocket passers, one of these true blue passers, I think it's a good safety cushion to have 
one of those guys is your backup. That way, on on weeks where you're not too, too sure, at least you have that upside on you know on your back. Like it would help a lot for a lot of people this year. Let's say they drafted Josh Allen early, expected him to be, or even Patrick Mahomes very early, and he's not panning out. To have a guy like Jalen Hurts that's drafted late this year, which I don't think will happen again, drafted later as your backup to go. Okay, well, I have the upside there, so I'm not too mad. If Mahomes goes off on my bench, you know, I'm not too mad because Hurts usually has the upside and usually performs. So just thought that's a, a good note to start off with. And then we can get kicking into the um, schedule here. And uh, we got four or sorry, four, three Thursday, day, Thursday games. Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy these games. The first one is the Bears and Lions. I'll let you start it off on what do you think about this uh, matchup here? Well, it's going to be hard to enjoy this first game, but we'll try. We'll try. Um, the The Bears, uh, Justin Fields is not looking like he's going to play in this game. So it's going to be the Andy Dalton show. Um, David Montgomery came back, didn't exactly have a fantastic game, but you're still going to start him. He's getting a lot of usage. And Darno Mooney, I feel like I just keep talking about him over and over and over again. He needs to be rostered a lot more than what he is, kind of hovering around the 50% mark. And going up against the Lions, I think this is kind of the one we can – I know you probably would want him more with Justin Fields, but even without Justin Fields, he still had a solid game last week. So I think this is the week, if you've been waiting on it, start Darno Mooney. Yeah, and I mean, Darno Mooney also last week um, – um, 16 targets. Yeah, hold up. What's the word I'm looking for? He um, His upside went up because – Allen Robinson didn't play, which doesn't usually happen. So, like, maybe if you're an Allen Robinson guy, you go out there. Darnell Mooney is not, you know, rostered a ton. Like she said, less than 50%, right? It's over 50%, but it's kind of like, you know, 55, something of that nature. It should be a lot more. Well, check your league and stuff like that because I don't exactly know what's going on with Allen Robinson. But, you know, if he and you just watch, and if he doesn't play, then he's automatically promoted to a flex and a wide uh flex maybe even a wide receiver too but i think if alan robinson then i I, is there i think he's a little more touchdown dependent but um on the line side of the ball deandre swift is still tearing it up he him and tj hawkinson are one of the only guys that you're consistently starting right now jared goff so why didn't he play this week let's see oblique injury so he's probably back i just i the the Bears defense is so off and on that I wouldn't give Jared Goff the start unless you're super desperate. And I don't think that there's that many teams on by this week that would call for a desperation play like that. So I would just kind of stay away. But DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, you know, a- after that, it's definitely a crab shoot. Oh, sorry. Uh, the next game, the afternoon game, um for thanksgiving is the las vegas raiders at the dallas cowboys i will kick this one off the dallas cowboys last week had a poor 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 performance against the um kansas city chiefs um amari cooper was out and uh who was the other one who was out uh you know my wide receiver one cd lamb cd lamb was out thank you thank you um and they cut the Kansas city chiefs played their mind out. So it was insane to see. I don't see that continuing for them. 
I don't know exactly who's going to be back and who's not going to be back, but I will say that uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard both are smart plays this week because last week the Raiders gave up a ton of rushing yards to Joe Mixon. So um, even with that, Amari Cooper still appears to be out. CeeDee Lamb is questionable, so you kind of got to just watch that. But Tony Pollard in the passing game, especially with those two wideouts out, has been very productive. And Dalton Schultz has been very productive. I think he's had um, at least five to ten targets in six straight games or something of that sort. He, he's been really good, and he gets targeted in the red zone a lot. So um, that's my outlook for the Cowboys. And, and you know, and we know what we know what Dak can do. So, but. You know, that as, is as what someone is. with Dak. I am a little bit worried. Some CD lame is looking like he's trending in the right direction, but it's obviously not a guarantee he's going to play. Amar Cooper is not going to play. He's out. He's not going to play because of COVID. But with uh, Dak limited CD lamb and Amar Cooper, I am wondering, as you said, the war, the wars, the Raiders are terrible, at least from last week at stopping the run. And they got Zeke and Tony Pollard. I would think that they're going to just run the ball down their throats. They kind of want to do that regardless. So, do you kind of look elsewhere, try to, you know, maybe stay away from Dak because he's, pr- I mean, I think they're, Cowboys still going to be good. I'm not saying, you know, trade him or drop him or anything like that, but I feel like for this one, I would, I would assume it's going to be a big run game and Dak's, you know, passing value goes down. I think this is the perfect example for what I was explaining earlier, right? Dak Prescott, usually a big play in your, in your fantasy league. He's got, you know, when he, everybody's there, they light up the fucking field. He's got possibly two of his best wide receivers out. And you're just not sure because what they showed last week, that the Raiders can't stop the run. So you think they're going to go to a run game. You're not very sure about it. This is when you want to draft one of those other guys who aren't rostered in a lot of leagues, who have the position to run the ball in the red zone, like Cam Newton, like Tyrod Taylor. I would, if, uh, if I had Dak, and uh, Houston is playing the Jets this week. So I think I would stream Tyrod Taylor. You know, I think it's a higher upside probability than Dak this week, at least. Moving on to the Raiders, you know, kind of a weird game to kind of go off of from last week. Darren Waller was a beast, as he normally is. So nice that he comes back there. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr, I know he's your boy. We are talking about him as a viable streamer. He has struggled recently. What do you see? From, uh, from Carr here, not exactly the best matchup, but, you know, do you still see him as a viable streaming option going forward? Um, I don't like the matchup. Uh, Dallas's defense, they fly around the field a lot. They can put pressure on the quarterback. Um, and last week, that's exactly what the Bengals did to him. They put pressure on him. They, w- they um, threw the ball around. They got picked off. This week, I don't like the matchup, but, you know, still have faith that he can produce later in the season. I, I do. I do. I, I, the team's in shambles right now. And I, you, you know, you can understand why, you know, when John Gruden what is. <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> John Gruden, you know, leaves the team and then Henry Ruggs kills a bitch. Oh, that was fucking rude. Kills a young. I be- <laughs> well, I believe it was a male dog. <laughs> Kills nice <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Um and then 
you get the interim coach and anybody who knows football knows that the interim coach don't last long. Like they, they either become the head coach or they're fucking they're done. And it took a couple games and then the offense just looks completely different. The defense is having a rough time. So I, I'm just, I would wait for Derek Carr to show that excellence again. I just don't think it's going to come this, this Sunday or this Thursday against Dallas. Next game, uh, the night game, Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. Cheese, take this one away to start. Interesting matchup because I think coming into this year, you would assume, oh, there's be a bunch of offensive weapons. You're going to start everyone. That's not exactly the case here, especially with the Saints. Everyone seemingly is injured on offense. Uh, Alvin Kamara, kind of questionable. We don't exactly know what his status is going into the game. Even Mark Ingram is questionable, but I think he will play. So uh, the only surefire starter, I would say, is Mark Ingram. Uh, But you guys might laugh. Trevor Simeon has actually been a very viable uh, fantasy quarterback since he's been in there. It might not be pretty, but he's he's putting up the numbers. Now it's a tough matchup against the Bills. I I mean, it's indoors. It's at home. Maybe if you're desperate. I mean, you got Kyler Murray and uh, Patrick Mahomes are on buys this week. So if you're looking elsewhere... You know, Trevor Simeon's a guy who's probably no one really has. And if you're, you know, trying to be a little fancy, then trying to take a flyer, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I, that's a good that's good advice for a deep league for sure. Because um, not many people are going to look at him because he's a backup, but he has been producing. Um, it's just there's a, the, the and they've had to get you know <clears throat> they've had to get you know tricky with it and spread the ball out a lot. So there's not a lot more. There's not a ton of other offensive perks there. You know, like you said, with both of the main running backs gone, I think they're um, trying to go to who they're trying to go to. Fuck. I had it here. This guy, Tony Jones, I think is the next one up. Next man up if Mark Ingram doesn't play. But um, I don't know. It's just it's just iffy. The Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, uh, had another poor, poor, poor performance. Just insanely not you know not what it was and I think we were talking about Stefan Diggs a couple weeks ago like man they are they are starting to suffer from that um that Kansas City Chiefs issue that's going on here but I think this week it um it corrects itself a little bit I don't see I don't see like big big numbers being put up but Josh Allen, I think, should be started. I think Stephon Diggs should be started. I think, um, I think Cole Beasley as a um, as a flex option this week. Um, they're going to try and spread the ball around, so I don't expect like twenty something numbers from Stephon Diggs. I expect maybe 10, 10 to fifteen from a couple people. The running back situation too has gotten worse. Like they started going to three different running backs over there. And so, I mean, we already talked about that before. Now they got – it was Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and now they got Matt Breida working in there as well. So there's really no option in there. And I it's, think a Tyler, t- it's a tough defense regardless, and with the state of the running back room, it's like just stay away. Yeah, exactly. But I think uh, Tyler Bass, because they still move the ball. So I think Tyler Bass has some upside this week, kick some field goals over there in, uh, in the Dome, in the Superdome. Let's see. And then we're on a Sunday. The first matchup on Sunday is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. 
the Buccaneers coming off a huge, huge, huge stomping um, of the Giants on Monday Night Football. Uh, Antonio Brown, I have no idea what's going on with him. He apparently, quote unquote, said by by his personal chef that he what obtained a fake vaccination card. Now he's under investigation for that because he did come up with a, co- a COVID positive test. Is that is that kind of what what's right? Did I get that right? Well, he's also dealing with an injury. I think it's more the injury than the COVID stuff, but okay. it's just a wild scene. Yeah, I mean, I've been waiting for the other hammer to drop on Antonio Brown like this. He cannot stay away from fucking goofy shit. Um, Rob Gronkowski is back. So I think inserted right back into um, starting lineups. They tried to bring him back earlier, like a few weeks ago, and he just re-injured. So they gave him a few off, used the bye week. He should be healthy, healthy right now. Um, Tom Brady always going to start. Mike Evans always going to start. What do you? Yeah. Do you think Mike Evans or Chris Godwin has a better week this week? Mm, I mean, I would like to see. I don't know exactly what the matchup is when in terms of corners, but um, I probably always lean towards Mike Evans just because I think he has more. I feel like he's more likely to get into the end zone, and that's always what I'm looking for when it comes to a player. So. All right. But uh, Colts defense, it's kind of hit or miss at home. Maybe they get a little extra sum, but Colts offense. Hope you guys are sitting down for this one. Jonathan Taylor, you're starting them this week. Yeah, no. I know it's a tough matchup against the Buccaneers, but screw it. We're going to ride with Jonathan Taylor. He's a, he's, he's a decent player. He's okay. Yeah, he's pretty good. You know, my Uncle Mike was looking to draft him at the beginning. Of- He's, he has a keen eye for talent. <laughs> he knows exactly what a football player looks like. And Jonathan Taylor is one of them. But, I mean, outside of that, Michael Pittman, I mean, he's kind of fallen off recently now that, uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton's back, kind of spreading the ball a little bit. It is kind of hard to really start really any. I mean, they had a fantastic game last week, but that was really just all Jonathan Taylor. So it's really hard to say who else out of this offense you like. When you, yeah, when you've seen the Colts play, what I've noticed is they either run the ball super effectively or they have a bunch of mistakes. Because when you put the ball in Carson Wentz's hands to win the game, unfortunately, it doesn't really work out all that well. Um, and I think they're going to have to. Tampa Bay is good. I would think, I would think, and this is just, you know, we're projecting here, we're trying to guess. I would think that they, they, uh, want to continue to put their stamp on the rest of the season. They want to get out. They've seen that they could go out and take the first seed in the NFC. You know, it's not beyond, it's not beyond them. So I would think they would try and fast forward on everybody, punch them into the ground. And if that's the case, maybe, um, may start Michael Pittman jr. Um, I would say do that if you believe what I'm saying. But if you don't, then don't. I mean, that's your opinion. We'll see next week. I think it's going to happen. I think Michael Pittman should have a good week because they're going to need to force the ball through the air because they're going to be playing catch-up. Yeah, I mean, it could be a little sneaky shootout. We've seen the Bucks Sometimes the defense is stingy like it was last week, but then other times they can uh, they can get up some points. So it's kind of hit or miss. All right. New York Jets at the Houston Texans. I just talked about this one a little bit with Tyrod Taylor being a huge flex option this week. 
in Houston, of course, uh, get fans back. Um, I think the upside for um, who's over there, not Kenny Steele's. Um, who's over there? Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is um, uh, uh, back on the table since he's back. And this Jets defense is just really, 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 really rough to watch. But even with that, it's not like Houston's offense is all that great, even though they did put up a huge fucking number last week. I don't see it exactly happening like that again. But they should have a good week against the Jets. Yeah, battle of two terrible teams. So maybe it's a shootout because the defenses are trash. I don't know what to really make of this game, but Elijah Moore kind of in that same Darnell Mooney situation to where he just constantly keeps producing, producing, and he should be rostered and started a lot more and going up against the Texans. I think you pull the trigger on this, but the uh, quarterback situation has gotten even crazier because now we have a little COVID outbreak. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think he's going to play because he's the only one who doesn't have COVID at the moment. So uh, look out for that. I a little glimpse of the future for the Jets. Uh, Michael Carter is out. So I honestly think I honestly think they're all the same quarterback, regardless. And eh, you know, Joe Flacco a little bigger than than Zach Wilson. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you talking about physically bigger? Yeah, you know, just plug okay. and play. <laughs> like Tech Mobile, they just all look the same. They're all That's the same it. figures. Give it to Bo Jackson. Uh, running backs, Michael Carter out. I mean, I guess Tevin Coleman is the guy. Uh, then some maybe some Ty Johnson, but it's really hard. It's a good matchup against the Texans, but you kind of want to see it before you start one of these guys because you just don't know what's going to happen. It's mm, a tough situation. I completely agree with you. Um, we'll just move it along to the next game, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants, and I'll let you kick this one off here. Uh, we talked about Jalen Hurts. I think this is a, a solid, fantastic matchup going up against the New York Giants. The, I think the Eagles in general, they have one of the best in terms of well, weakest schedules going forward. So I think you need to look at a lot of Eagles targets in terms of if you're trying to look for trades or something like that. Uh, Devontae Smith, you know, kind of a down game, but I think he will have a bounce back this one. Miles Sanders returned from injury and it's a, seems like it's a committee. It's yeah. I mean, I guess you kind of got to start him if you don't have any better options, but it's, it's a shit show over there. They were running it better when he was not there. It doesn't make any sense. Do you know who they, uh, who in that uh, running back field is targeted the most? I do not have it in front of me. I think is it Boston Scott is more the he's more the runner. I think Jordan Howard is a little more of the pass catcher. I believe. Yeah, I'm I'm just not sure on those stats because I was thinking the same thing because with a running back by committee like that, especially when they're going three D, if you're if you're looking to like, hey, I need to start one of these guys. Um, I think the option would be to look at the guy who's getting the most targets because especially if you're in PPR, that is, if you're in PPR, because then at least you know you get a few receptions. You're not going to be, you know, skunked out if he has a fumble or anything like that. So looking at it, uh, where is Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders only had one target, uh, not a catch. Boston Scott had two catches for two yards. Uh Kenneth Gainwell's thrown in there, but he wasn't even playing. So it yeah. is Boston squad, uh, Boston Scott. That's interesting. So they, they didn't even bother throwing to the backs at Not that really. point. Yeah. Jordan Howard didn't get anything. So yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, it, but it's, I think it, with the offense, the Eagles offense continues to get rolling. That's at least something to watch for. Right. Yeah. 
Um, Giants. Saquon Barkley looks to be back. Um, I know Saquon Barkley. I mean, he is back, but is he back? Yeah, because he didn't he didn't play fully this Monday, right? He kind of split time. Uh, I mean, I feel like he was on he was out there. He wasn't exactly producing all that much. It's hard for me to watch. I'm I'm bowling on Monday night, so like I was kind of glancing up, and I saw him a couple times on the sideline when they're on offense. So I was just like, oh, must have been just getting a break. Um, I think because of the upside of Saquon Barkley, you're going to have to start him unless your roster is stacked with running backs. Um, he had six carries for 25 yards, but they were down the whole time. So they had to really throw the ball. They had to throw the ball. Yeah. And Daniel Jones look, I know, I know for sure that Daniel Jones looked fucking terrible, but that's against. The Bucks, the Bucks, Buccaneers do have a good defense, even though they don't show it at times. They have a good defense. I think Daniel Jones has a little bit more upside this week, but I think he's more of a start in deeper leagues. I would kind of stay away from him here. And um, if there's one receiver, I would have to call out. It would uh, be Sterling Shepard if he plays, but they're just not sure he's got a problem with his quad. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm taking Kadarius Tony. I think he's maybe not by far and away, but I think he he's the guy. He's he's young. When he's on the field, he's getting targeted a lot. More of a speculative ad and definitely more a dynasty type move because I think he's going to be better, you know, next year, the year after. But, you know, next year, a guy to keep your eye out on, Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that, I think that would be like your Brandon Ayuk. You start looking for him late and he's a, He's a late flyer in a draft. So I, I agree there. I just, I don't see the upside in starting him anytime that, you know, soon. I don't, I just don't see it. Um, but we'll move on here. The Carolina Panthers at the Miami Dolphins. I'll go ahead and kick it over to you because I took two, not to, in a row last, not too long ago. Nah, it's okay. So the, uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, get the win last week against the Jets. Uh, two, I think two is another one of those guys who, has a soft schedule kind of at the tail end. So if you're looking to uh, plug and play kind of, you know, mix and match your, your quarterbacks, I think Tua uh, is a guy, you know, he gives you a little bit of rushing upside, not exactly too, too much, but they throw the ball just absolutely a ton uh, it is over there in Miami. So uh, I, I like Tua um, when it comes to uh, the running back, Miles Gaskin. Now that uh, one of the backups is kind of gone, he's getting a lot more touches and he's really volume dependent, but He's getting the volume, and that's what you want when it comes to, especially like an RB2. You want a guy who's going to get a lot of touches to just kind of accumulate points for you. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton, I've talked about him a a little bit. I think he has a a, um, definitely um, spot potential if you need a quarterback. Uh, DJ Moore's upside just keeps going up as long as Cam Newton keeps playing this way, and CMC is CMC. Like, there's not much to talk about there. Uh, DJ Moore order uh, owners. I think, I think for this week, I think for this week, I, I, you're safe to start him. But just keep an eye, keep an eye out on his targets and uh, where his targets are because I think he's going to be a touchdown dependent guy. And then you got to look and see what the Panthers do when they get into the red zone. Johnny Roka texted me asking a fantasy football question. I assume he did the same for you, but I kind of had he was talking about your backup quarterback. And my thing was Cam Newton or Tua. I was flip-flopping, and ultimately I think I landed with Tua. This was before Cam started, so I didn't know what his throw-in looked like. Who would you go rest of the season, Tua 
or Cam? Um, I I still I still like two or more. Um, I think that has to do more with the with the talent that's around him at the wide receiving core. He has a lot more to throw to than Cam does. And I think at any moment, Cam's arm could possibly tear off your risk. You know, that's a risk you might take. But yeah, if if it's between those two, I I say Tua. So that's ultimately what I went with. I said kind of the schedule and I've seen it more with Tua. I don't know what I'm expecting from Cam. Yeah, because the last time we seen him was that shit, you know, when he's with the fucking New England Patriots and they fucking stunk. Or he stunk. But not anymore. Patriots are back, baby. Not anymore. Why is my computer not letting me click? Oh, I'm already on the page. Uh, yeah, speaking of the New England Patriots, they play the Titans this week at home. Now, this is interesting because the Titans just got fucking steamrolled by the fucking Houston Texans. Um, and New England's what? What have they won? Six straight? I don't know what the number is, but they're in first place. They overtook the Bills. They overtook the Bills this week. And they're doing it on the back of playing strong, strong, strong defense. And the Titans have not been able to run the ball effectively since um, uh, Derrick Henry left. So I would, it's, I would honestly expect more from this. Going on the road, A.J. Brown questionable, Julio Jones still out. Like, I, I would expect more of the same. I don't expect a good week from Ryan Tannehill. I don't expect to get good, you know. I would even, I would even if A.J. Brown plays, be cautious to start him and look for somebody to flex in his position because how good New England's defense has looked. Hey, this is just a, a fascinating slash, you know, complicated matchup. Uh, Adrian Peterson gets dropped, so he's not with the team anymore. He got waived. So, I mean, one less mouth to feed, so maybe that gives you a little bit more in terms but of that, – But that McNichols guy is questionable too. He's dealing with something. So, yeah, I mean, just a kind of a mess there in the backfield. Everyone's hurt. They desperately need their bye week. And on the uh, New England side of things, I mean, it's kind of interesting because they do have such a strong defense. Mac, Mac Jones is playing great. Not exactly – he's like the opposite of like a Jalen Hurts. Real football-wise, he's doing fantastic. Fantasy football-wise, he's not exactly putting up those numbers. He doesn't give you the rushing upside. So, I mean, when it really comes down to it, it's, you know, Nick Folk, which Travis beat my ass with Nick Folk as well. It puts up 19 points on Thursday night, so I just starting off the week great on that end. But uh, the running backs, you know, Damian Harris, he's going to get his. Uh, Ramon J. Stevenson, he's kind of coming and kind of – he's kind of being a guy. He's kind of taking some off of uh He led Harris's last plate. week. He, he, he doubled he doubled uh, Damian Harris's uh, totals. Damian Harris ran the ball uh, ten or he didn't double. Excuse me. He um he had two more. Yeah, so Damian Harris Stevenson twelve for sixty nine. Harris ten for fifty six. So. Yeah, I I just meant to say two, and I said fucking doubled like it's hard, but you know my bad. I mean, they pretty much had identical stat lines, even when it comes to receiving both like one catch for like twenty yards or something. I think they've been giving the ball more. I think they're starting to work in Stevenson more and more and more. And he's definitely an option because if Damian Harris goes down, he's the number one guy, right? Yeah. So he's one of those, I would say top tier handcuffs, but he's definitely handcuffed if you want. Yeah. He needs to be rostered. And, and Patriots are just about eating clock and playing good defense. Yep. 
Uh, the next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals off a big, 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 big win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Cheese, what do you think about this matchup? Big Joe Mixon game. We all know Tyler was happy about that. Uh, the wide receivers and the pass catchers, not exactly too much. So Joe Burrow, I mean, a lot of people were thinking this was going to be a big Burrow game where he was going to, you know, just throw it all over the Raiders. It didn't exactly, they didn't need to do that. So I'm thinking this is going to be the week where we see a big T Higgins, you know, chase Burrow type game going up against the Steelers. We just saw what the chargers did to them on Sunday night. Uh, it is in Cincinnati. So obviously check the weather, but if all things are good, if it's kind of a clear cold night, I would expect Cincinnati to light it up offensively through the air. I, I completely agree with you on that front. Uh, on the other side of the ball with Pittsburgh, Najee Harris has been very, very consistent. So Najee Harris owners really like what they've got from him. Um, uh, last week, I believe um, I believe Deontay Johnson led the team in targets. So if you're looking to start a wide receiver, of course, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, I think they're going to be chasing because like you said, you think that uh, uh, Joe Burrow is going to have a good week and go off and they're going to throw the ball through the air. I think they're going to get ahead. I think Ben's going to have to throw the ball. So Chase Claypool effectively becomes a flex option this week as well. And uh, this guy, move. yeah, I was going to, I was just going to say Pratt fire fire seems to be like his new Heath Miller over there. So tight end spot. That guy is um, definitely plug in, right? Cause we know how much, Steelers love two things more than anything. That's their running backs and their tight ends. Oh, sorry. And their defense. But I don't think they're going to have a good defensive week this week. Uh, next game, Atlanta Falcons at Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars off their bye, correct? I uh, know they got blown up by the 49ers. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot that game even happened, really. Um, but... I think the matchup this week is a little more favorable for the Jacksonville Jaguars offense to get going. James Robinson, I think, should be a start this week for sure. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sure, unless you're in a really deep league, that you're going to look at him as an option. And then you're just kind of looking at Marvin Jones Jr. And I think that's pretty much it from the Jaguars side of the football. What do you think, Um what do you think from the Falcons? Uh, go go back to the Jaguars real quick. Dan Arnold put up a goose egg, a big old fat zero. I still think you're starting them. Oh, that's right, Dan Arnold. I mean, it's you know easy to forget when he didn't do anything. But sticking yeah. with the tight ends, Kyle Kyle Pitts. I mean, pretty much this entire uh, Atlanta Falcons offense is anemic, especially with no Cordell Patterson. And we saw exactly what he does to that offense, and they just cannot move the ball whatsoever against the uh, Patriots. So hopefully. Coming off of a, a little mini bye week, a long week after the Thursday game, they can get right a little bit. I haven't really checked up on what Patterson's status is. I think he's probably going to play, but um, I think he's really – him and Pitts are kind of the only two guys I'm really looking at. I, yeah. I would say Russell Gage just because he is kind of supposed to be in the role of Calvin Ridley, but and he got some looks but not as much to you know be a starter with confidence. Yeah, you're not starting with confidence, but I do think because of the Jaguars matchup this week, if you're in a deeper league, he is definitely a flex option. But Matt, you know, they got to throw it to somebody and they're not going to want to, 
they're not going to want to fucking pity patty with the fucking Jaguars. I mean, they may end up doing it, but who knows? Uh, next game, Los Angeles Chargers in Denver to play the Broncos. Um, Chargers off a big uh, win against the Steelers. Um, why don't you start this one? I'm lagging here. Denver coming off the bye week, so they should be well-rested uh, going up in that high atmosphere at mile high. So I think they're going to try to run the ball. You can you can move the ball on the ground through uh, that Chargers defense, and I think that's really what they want to do. So I think both uh, Javante Williams and uh, Melvin Gordon are both viable starters. Outside of that, I mean, the pass catchers, I think Noah Fancher is still probably starting because he's a tight end, but uh, they have I mean, they have a talented wide receiver core, but it's just so hard. Cortland Sutton has just kind of fallen off of a cliff since Jerry Judy's there. Yeah, Tim it, Patrick has been off and on in the last couple of weeks. He hasn't done anything. So, like, I put him on the chopping block just to uh, to drop and look for somebody with higher upside because they're just not throwing the ball to him. Yeah, I mean, they – they just run a one run the ball and they're just going to dink and dunk down the field and probably just punch it in with one of the running backs, which wasn't what they were doing at the beginning of the season when they were winning. So it's just, it just fucking amazes me, but that's, um, that's what's it. That's fucking Vic Vangio for you. Um, the Chargers, though, Austin Eckler had a fantastic week last week. I mean, he would have probably been top of the charts without, uh, he's in peace to anyone who had to face Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler. Cause I saw a lot of lineups with that with both of them. Yep. Oh my god! No, oh. I, I I was watching the um, fantasy focus or whatever, and Matthew Barry said somebody somebody had Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor and still lost. Just just the other team put up so many so many like bigger points that it just added up. It was crazy, but um, I like the matchup again, especially in Denver. I know we're getting into the winter time in Denver, so. Try and try and match him. Try and eat the clock. Austin Eckler's great. Um, Mike Williams had a good week. I think we talked about it right last week that we can't. You know, you can't exactly predict it, but Mike Williams is still going to go off every once in a while. I think this week, like after seeing a good week last week, I think maybe you stay easy on him. Maybe bench him. I don't think that. I don't think he's back for good at this point yeah a little bit of a tough matchup against the broncos so i think keenan allen he, he's still a guy i mean he, his stock is rising uh you know through the season but mike williams i mean if he was you know he's a late flyer you probably took on him you have better options but i'll probably look elsewhere unless you know bye weeks and stuff like that for sure for sure um i like the kickers in that matchup I'll just say that Denver high atmosphere. They uh, let the kickers trot out there a little bit more. They have a little more confidence because ball travels further always helps out Los Angeles Rams in green Bay playing the Packers. This should be a heavyweight matchup green Bay. um, Green Bay, I think still without Aaron Jones. I don't know if he's on track to play this week or not. Um, They're saying he's questionable right now, but, you know what it, you know what it is um aj dillon Devonte adams aaron Rodgers. i don't think you know every week when we come to teams that are going to play the rams we say like you know they got a good fucking defense over there they're gonna match up well i think the packers offense is really good enough 
to overcome that good defense. I think Devontae Adams is that good, so I wouldn't question playing him one bit this week. I think the Rams defense is almost like the Buccaneers in a sense where, uh, you know, they have their dominant games, but they also have those games that they give off a lot and go to the offensive side. I mean, I mean, they're coming off a bye week. Hopefully they can get everything together. No Robert Woods that definitely killed him on, uh, you know, the Monday night game against the 49ers. So it's going to be a big question mark to see what this offense looks like as two back-to-back terrible games, you know, go into the bye. Hopefully they get some things right. It's, this is more of like a real football thing to kind of see what the offense looks like. But I mean, if you're starting the people you're starting, maybe look away from Matt Stafford. I don't know, but I would be shocked if this isn't a shootout, you know, probably similar to that green Bay Vikings game from last week. Yeah. Yeah. OBJ, you think there's any upside there? Um, I mean, there is, I mean, if there's a, if there, if this is a shootout, but I wouldn't be shocked if this is, you know, the Packers come for the shootout, but the Rams just can't catch up, can't keep up with them. I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, we'll talk about their uh, last opponent here, the Minnesota Vikings facing off in Santa Clara against the 49ers. Um, I'll let you start this one off, especially off after the Vikings win last week. Yeah. Big, big game kind of all the way around from everyone. Kirk Cousins, you know, one of those guys that I think is a viable streaming option. I mean, 49ers defense, you know, they've had their ups and downs. It's not a defense that, like, completely scares you. So, I think Kirk Cousins could be someone you can let fly. I mean, Justin Jefferson, he's an absolute stud. Thielen, a little touchdown dependent, but, he, you know, he got his that long catch at the end of the game. So, I guess you can fire him up. Dalvin Cook, he's Dalvin Cook. Uh, Tyler Conklin, it's kind of a streaming option. You know, maybe look somewhere else, but, I mean – I think it's all it's good. A t- to, it's know. a tight end position there too, right? Yeah. That's that's kind of when we talk about the tight ends in this league, that we always end up at the same thing. Like, I mean, if that's your guy, go ahead. But how many people have two tight ends that are at least targeted in the red zone a bunch? Like that doesn't come often. So um, but tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle seems to be. Healthy seems to be back. So George Kittle owners are very, very happy. Debo's been tearing it up. And Brandon Ayuk off his best, um, I think it was his best game of his career so far last week, or at least this season. Um, I think I think he's back. And I think against the Vikings, who have shown to give up stuff, I think Brandon Ayuk goes back-to-back games with really good week or back-to-back weeks with really good games. Mix that fucking up all the way there. You've been holding on. You've been listening to Travis with Brandon Ayuk. He's finally, it's just like last season. He's coming through for you in the clutch during the fantasy postseason. I, I, I swear to God, I hope he, this doesn't happen again next year. Cause I am going to draft him. And Tyler will draft Joe Mixon. It's just a circle. <laughs> and I'll get Travis Kelsey. It's a circle the of life. Circle of life. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cleveland Browns at Baltimore Ravens for the, um, Sunday night football matchup. The Browns off of a really, really rough showing. They got the win, but it's a rough showing against the uh, Detroit Tigers. Nick Chubb, obviously always great. What would be interesting to look for, Kareem Hunt owners, is um, they say that he may be back. They, like, they're hoping to be able to activate him. I don't think this week, even if he is activated, that uh he'll be any kind of productive any kind of productive for your fantasy team 
but should be watching out for that. Maybe uh, maybe time to buy high on uh, buy low on Kareem Hunt. Not sure. I'm not sure if that would work. Let me see. Brain. No, because some if someone were going to trade him, they would have done it already. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Uh, Jarvis Landry is questionable. Baker Mayfield questionable. They're both dealing with stuff still. Um, I don't trust either of them yet. They just do not show consistency to me at all. But I do like um, the Browns' defense. Um, they're tough. So I, I expect this game to be very, very low scoring. I'm moving on to the Ravens. Um, the frauds. The frauds. Who won with their backup quarterback? No clue yeah. on. But the fucking Bears didn't have their number one receiver either or their fucking quarterback for most of the game. Maybe they're frauds. Maybe they're not. Who knows? We'll figure it out. I mean, if they lose to the, the Browns, then. If they lose to, the, lose to the Browns at home, will you agree with me? Sure. Yeah. I'll be on this the fraud bandwagon next week. I, I appreciate it. Uh, the running back situation got a little bit more clear with them, uh, with the Ravens waving Le'Veon Bell. Devontae Freeman kind of seems like the guy over there. Five touchdowns last six weeks. So, yeah, I mean, he's getting the goal line touches. It's not a sexy thing. 16 carries for 49 yards, six catches, 31 yards. So, I mean, those are solid and left numbers. I don't know if that's exactly going to go up against a uh, hit or miss uh, Brown's defense, but I think I'll, if- say, I'll say it right now because this is going to come out and like nobody's going to come try and snake me with a higher waiver priority. I put in for Devontae Freeman. That's one of the guys I fucking put in for this week. Like, well, then I guess needs- I should just take my waiver pick out because you're going to jump me for him. Am I above you this week? Well, I mean, you know, I'm still like in second place, even though you beat me. I don't know how the waivers work and I, I run the league. I hate to see it. <laughs> I'm trying my best, buddy. I can't even get paid, so. I paid you. Live on the podcast. You paid me live on the podcast. That you did. Did I tell you about what happened when I created a group text with everybody? Nope. I created a group text with everybody who didn't pay. Hey, guys, I know I don't usually harass. I I need to start collecting money, like blah, 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 blah. Um, Then three of my buddies just turned it into, um, uh, like, buying houses and the market conversation dominic immediately left the chat and uh that was it i didn't get i was gonna say he i i know he hasn't paid and he didn't tell me anything about this that's interesting yeah i i'm gonna freeze everybody they're not gonna be able to make any moves like Uh oh i'm doing the johnny roca i I tried nicely i'm just gonna freeze them so yeah it's a 12 team league how many people in that group chat seven Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> a lot of people didn't pay. I mean, the thing is, too, like, Donnie didn't pay, but, like, if I freeze him, is that going to change anything? Because he doesn't fucking do anything anyways. You know, you never know. He's like Taco from the league, but in real life. I just realized that the other day. And he almost beat me last week. I was sweating that one out. That would have been embarrassing for yeah, you. Yeah, I would have I not been able to live that down if Donnie beat me. All right, uh, Monday night matchup. Seattle Seahawks at the Washington football team. Washington football team off a big win. I'll let you kick this one off. Go ahead. I'll go with Seattle. Chris Carson out rest of the season. Uh, so that one kind of sucks for me. Who had a master plan, try to pick him off of waivers because Donnie actually did something and dropped him. 
Apparently Donnie knows what he's doing. He had inside mm-hmm. sources with the Seahawks organization, but uh, Collins, I think he got hurt or something like that, but DJ Dallas got like a lot of the touches kind of later. A real ugly game from the uh, Seahawks point of view. I don't think Russ is right. I think there's, I mean, we heard rumblings at the beginning of the season of, you know, possibly a trade. Yeah, I, I don't think this is this is more real football talk, but I don't think it's going to be a pretty scenario at uh, the offseason. But you're still starting, I think, uh, Metcalf and Lockett. I mean, Lockett had a nice week last week. Pretty much the only person who did on this team. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things because he did he he his, his basically his whole team, Russell Wilson's team, that is, came out and said like, I'm not comfortable. Uh, 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 you know, I don't like playing here. And we see Pete Carroll like. He continues to do the things that have not brought him any any success. And when he like it just amazes me. Like the drives where I, I was looking at the tape and the drives where they they at least scored field goals or scored a touchdown last week. They went high tempo, they threw the ball down the field, and then everything else was like they ran the ball, even with backups. It's it's amazing to me. Like, I don't know. Um, I would expect them to try and just let let Russ take a hold of the game this week. They don't want to lose two in a row. Uh, when Pete Carroll feels like his back against is against it, he usually lets Russ do what he wants to. So I would expect a big game. Uh, Washington had a good game last week, but I don't think their defense is going to be as productive because of that reasoning. Um, but on the other side of the ball, Seattle like Seattle is Seattle is not great on defense. So I think um, <clears throat> Taylor Heineke in in a pinch is a productive quarterback this week. Terry McLaurin's always great. Antonio Gibson. He's had and, some good uh, back-to-back games. Yeah. Antonio Gibson, after being coming back from being injured, has been um has been really good. And that that's what you expected from him. So I I expect it to continue, but there's not much else from this. I, I think this is a a really fucking poor Monday night football game. It's going to be not fun to watch. I mean, after those first few, like really great Monday night games, these last few have not been great. Yeah. So anyways, that's uh that's week 12 in the NFL. Um, you got anything else for these guys? Appreciate you guys always listening. I always appreciate you showing up every week. Thank you for that. And I appreciate you showing up every week, except for the one week you didn't. Yeah. Disneyland brother. Got to ride all the rides and, all the get it. all the other fun stuff. I watched an hour and forty five minute video on lines and fast passes on YouTube the other day. Fascinating what, to, stuff to try and understand what's going on. No, it was like a history of defunct oh. land. Oh, I love defunct land. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, they did. He does that. Guy does a ton of cool videos. What's the other one I watch? Um, fuck. And one of those random things I like, I like watching like amusement park history stuff. No, I I love watching. I was watching one about the guy. There was a there was this guy who created um, I forget what he created. It was like the first Christmas themed one, but he used to work for Disney, and he was just a fuck. When Disney first opened, a lot of the problems that happened were majority on him because. He just conned his way into being like park supervisor. It was, it's insane. I have to remember what the fuck it was, but it was super interesting. You plan on going to Disneyland anytime soon? 
I would, but then after watching that video about fast passes and how much of a shit show it is, I'm a little scared. Ah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. You gotta know how to, you gotta know how to work the system. Gee, you know what, Cheese? I'd like to formally invite you next time we go to Disneyland to come along with me. Okay. It's just, it's not that I don't know. It's just I haven't gone to Disneyland, so I don't need to do my research. If I were to go, I'd do my research. I understand what to do. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, you go with me, pal. You don't need to know no- nothing. I take care of it all. I'm like you hold my hand and, and take me everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would hope that we put my each of our hands in each other's back pockets. Of while course. We walk with around like, with like matching Mickey ears. Oh, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. All right. Any more fantasy football stuff? Nope. We're uh, getting close to the playoffs, so it should be fun. Should be fun. All right, everybody. Have a good fantasy week.